This is a test. The Mirror World Order is conducting a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. If this had been an actual emergency, the signal you just heard would have been followed by the phrase... <laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, I have... It's your boy, Joe. What's good? What's up, Nerd World Order? So this is the official broadcast, podcast of the Nerd World Order, the official broadcast of the 20,000-strong Nerd World Order community. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter by typing hashtag IMNWO into the search bar. So we want to get started by thanking every member of the Nerd World Order community that contributes every day on Facebook and also the nerds that took time out of their day to record for you their favorite movies of 2019. This will be our favorite movies of 2019. So uh, Joe, how you doing today, bro? I'm doing pretty well, bro. How about yourself? Not doing very well. So the nerds that we had call in today, we have Carrie, Black Widow Frost, Brett, no cool nickname, but you know it would be something about Star Wars Ferreter. Uh, you also have Mike Thor Hess and Leanne, the apparently the Duchess of the NWO Dukes, probably because of that last name. Uh, they all called in and gave us their opinions. So if it's cool with you, we can just uh, get started uh, from the top, listening to, we'll start with Carrie. She'll tell us what she thought her top movie was of 2019. Yeah, this is Carrie, the Black Widow Frost. Uh, my favorite movie of 2019 was Elite Battle Angel uh, because it was, you know, the best anime manga to movie adaptation that I've ever seen. Yeah, that's why it's pretty awesome. And uh, if anybody says otherwise, they're wrong, but. Love you guys. Bye. Your favorite movie of 2019, Carrie, was Alita Battle Angel. Joe, you're the anime expert. I'm a Dragon Ball fan. I'm starting to get into My Hero Academia. But as far as Battle Angel Alita doing the justice for anime movies, what do you think? Yeah, I completely agree with her. I mean, that was a good anime. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was pretty good. So I, I have no... Um, disagreement with her on that but uh carrie you should really check out tokyo go tokyo go um that's that's from what i hear is the, what is better than that as far as the the uh, right adaptation for manga translated to movies because we haven't really had that many so like that's two that i know of i mean what do we have growing up dragon ball that was terrible right dragon ball was terrible bro but i tried to like it i've even tried to watch it since like probably like last year I tried to watch it and Carrie's right. Nothing else has really matched up as far as giving us good manga, good anime. So I'm going to check out that too. Tokyo Ghoul also see how that is. But so far, you know, big screen, I think uh, Battle Angel Alita held it down. Next up, we had Brett. Uh, Brett's a Star Wars fan. I've known Brett for quite a few numbers of years, so I'm not going to say he's biased, but I just did. Let's hear what Brett has to say 
I think I might know what his favorite movie was of 2019, but let's check out and see what Brett has to say about his favorite of 2019. Dukes, uh, NWO Central New York uh, giving you a call, letting you know, hey, it's got to be episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. And that boat goes for myself, uh, my wife, and my four kids. So that's actually more than one boat. What did I love about it? What was there not to love? So great end to uh, a 42-year saga. So very pleased with that. Um, And if I had to pick a runner-up, we would go with uh, Endgame. Uh, so those those are the two no-brainers right there. But obviously, we got to vote for Star Wars Episode Nine. So, all right. Brett is a diehard Star Wars fan. It's a given that he's going to enjoy Episode Nine. One of the things that Brett has mentioned before is the toxicity of Star Wars fans, like the the other half, who no matter what movie comes out what star wars movie comes out people are going to complain about it and they're going to find something wrong with it and they really drag down the enjoyment of the star wars movie overall did i absolutely love rise of skywalker episode nine no but as i started going through the list of top movies of 2019 it comes up there pretty close as actually being a pretty good movie what do you think joe Star Wars fans are really toxic. It, but what we all have to remember is how many Star Wars movies have we gotten? People forget that. You know, as much as you, you disagree that they're good or they're bad, we've gotten a lot of Star Wars movies. So, I mean, just be happy that they keep putting out content, whether you, content, whether you like it or you don't like it. It's there. Uh, I, thought, I thought Episode 9 was pretty good. Like... I don't want to go into too much detail because we already did it on our last podcast. You should look it up. But we did, uh, myself, Alan, and uh, Chance of Villain, what up, did a detail of what we thought the Star Wars franchise, what they've done and where they go from the future. But I, I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, I've seen it twice. So. Okay, and this is a tangent, but I'm going to go into it any, anyway. <laughs> Brett, you can't cast four votes with other people. That's voter fraud, bro. You can't be like, I'm voting for me and my family. That's five votes. You don't get five votes on one phone call unless you get other people on the phone, bro. It doesn't work that way, Brett. So I know you're a die, diehard Star Wars fan. I know that your family has to be too because they, they're there with you. But that's only one vote, Brett. So yes it was a great movie but no voter fraud it only counts as one vote uh let's hear what the duchess of the nwo has to say about her favorite movie of 2019. this is the duchess of nwo leanne dukes and even though 2019 seemed to be an entire blur of cinema the most memorable movie of 2019 for me was Avengers Endgame. When all the ladies of the hero squad mounted up, formed a line, and charged through in 100% feminine badassery, dude, 
I could barely keep my hands to myself. Sorry for all the slaps, being Mama loves you. And that's my vote for the best movie of 2019. Have a great one. Gave in-game runner-up. Leanne gives in-game top movie of 2019. In-game was maybe the biggest movie of 2019. It To me, it it's very similar to Rise of Skywalker. It was a good movie. It doesn't necessarily make it into my top five, only because it was so long and they tried to do so much that it's one of those movies I don't want to sit down and watch at home. It's just too much. Here's what I do when oh, – no, I'm going to let you go, bro. I'm going to let you go. Drop it. Let me know what you <laughs> No, I totally agree. It was too long. You know, I don't understand why they just didn't make it a trilogy. I mean, they could have. Right. They had enough. They had enough material to do it. Infinity War a lot better than End Games. I mean, I did enjoy End Games, but I, I, I was more hyped up for uh, Infinity War more than End Games. But End Games is a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But I did enjoy Infinity War a lot more. Infinity War felt more complete. It felt like, even though obviously it ended on a cliffhanger, Infinity War. Sort of felt like you went in, you had a pretty good idea of what you were going to get. That's what they gave you, and they were done. It didn't feel like they were trying to stack one idea on top of another idea on top of this. And it just didn't feel like they were trying to do too much. You know what, if any of those reminds you, because it was like a 10-year span before that movie came out. Remember when we were kids at Lincoln, bro, and we had the fun run? We had a run around, dude. I hated it. Yes. And as slow as I was a runner... By the time I got to that finish line, I was glad it was over, and I was glad yes. I finally made it. That's what Infinity War was like that for me. And what's funny, bro, is I guarantee everyone does exactly what I do when they watch Endgame. Because Leanne actually mentioned the part of the movie that is pretty much the only part of the movie I watch. I fast forward to the end, to the point where Thanos comes from the past blows up the Avengers headquarters, and then the big fight starts at the end. That's the only part of the movie I watch. I've possibly seen the end of the movie maybe five, six times, but you have Cap getting the Mjolnir, you have Cap, Thor, and Iron Man fighting together, you have the Lady Avengers assembling, you have all the Avengers coming out of the portals. They could have just done that, bro. Like mm -hmm. that. If you ever watch that, that's like a 45-minute mm -hmm. scene, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's the only part of the movie that I even watch when I rewatch it. It's a good movie, but it was a movie that was just way too long and too much. Yeah, totally agree. I thought I was the only one that did that strat. <laughs> <laughs> See? Dude, I was watching Clone Wars 2 today, and I was fast-forwarding <laughs> to the scenes that I wanted to see. Well, let's uh, go back to New York and turn it over to Mike Thor Hess or Mike Hess. I guess, yeah, let's see. Brett, you need a nickname because we have Black Widow, Duchess, Thor, and Brett, you don't have a nickname, so you got to give yourself a cool NWO nickname. So let's talk to Mike Thor Hess. Hey, Dukes, this is Mike Thor Hess from Calcium, New York. Uh, my favorite movie of 2019 is Brightburn, and I liked it because of the dark take on Superman. I thought it was really cool, really original, and that's all. Bye. I agree with the originality to an extent. 
for a lot of comic book fans, there have been a lot of interpretations of Superman, but I've never seen that on the big screen. I really enjoyed Brightburn. There was like this buildup, and the buildup always had you on the edge of your seat, where you really didn't know, is the kid going to be good? Is the kid going to be bad? You don't know. And so I really like that buildup. But the end credits... That may, that just makes me want to see a Brightburn sequel. What do you think, bro? Yeah, I totally agree. It was really good. Like you said, you you kind of like, with most movies, you kind of think like, all right, he's going to turn good at the end of this, and he just doesn't, which, like you said, that's I enjoy that a lot more than a happy ending. I want to see more of him being a villain. Who's going to step up to stop him? But originality, just like uh, Mr. Thor had said, he, I, can't, I, I agree with that, dude. Like, it was original. People... We had a discussion about this before, Alan, you, and you mentioned a good point. You had said that a lot of people don't read comics, so therefore they don't know about the old society like you had mentioned, right? Or whether or not Superman has gone bad before. So for them, this is a total new idea. And it got people thinking like, dang, I wonder what if Superman became bad? But on the flip side, what if people, if there were more people that knew about that Superman going bad, how much better it would have done in the... In the theaters, because I think you, I think we looked it up as like top fifty-four. I think it was of the yeah. year. Yeah, so it didn't perform as well as a lot of other movies, and you know that actually brings me to a good point, which is just running through. It's interesting. I consider myself somewhat of a movie critic, but when I look at the top ten, uh, this is going to be domestic gross movies for the year. Domestic top domestic box office gross movies. I haven't seen most of these movies, and the reason is because they're either family movies, and yes, I love my family, but I don't watch family kid movies, <laughs> or they're just kid movies in general. Number 10 for top movies was Chapter 2 of It. Number 9 was Joker. Number 8 was Aladdin. Haven't seen it. Spider-Man Far From Home. Star Wars Episode 9. Captain Marvel. Frozen 2. Haven't seen it. Toy Story 4, haven't seen it. Lion King, haven't seen it. And Avengers Endgame. Uh, when you look at the movies, there's two things that stood out to me, which was Disney owned eight of the nine, or eight of the ten movies that were in the top ten, which is just crazy. Disney is just running all of our movie choices, which is just crazy. But more importantly, I just realized, like, wow, the top 10 movies are really directed at kids for the most part as far as gross yeah yeah for sure i, I agree disney is owning the world right now bro if you want to rep nwo if you want to support nwo if you're part of the nerd world order community uh you can pick up our t-shirts the hats the stickers, the shot glasses, whatever you want, you can go to IamNWO.com. That's www.IamNWO.com. Use code BESTOF2019, and you'll get free shipping if you do that, if you're interested in picking up some Nerd World Order uh, merchandise. So before we get into our top five of 2019, Favorite movies, not necessarily the highest grocers or the most critically acclaimed movies, but just the movies that we enjoy the most. Uh, I just want to run through my honorable mention in no particular order. I saw Shaft and really liked it. 
Did you check out Shafro? No, I still haven't seen that yet. You, of all people, will love Shaft. It was the most unfiltered movie I've seen this year. Shaft was Shaft out, you know, chasing women. He had his son who was a tech nerd. If you're a nerd, if you're an old school nerd, dude, Shaft was definitely, you have to see that movie, bro. It didn't do well. It didn't do well in theaters, but you need to check it out. Also, I liked Crawl. Have you even heard of Crawl? Isn't that like the alligator movie or something like that? Bro, I love (laughs) you some alligator movies, bro. I love alligator movies. Like, do you remember that movie (laughs) Alligator when we were kids? Yeah. Alligator got to be like as big as a limo. I always remember the kid was like, I saw alligator and as big as a limo, except for the tail. Dude, I love alligator movies, bro. So when I saw this movie, I was like, yes, it's trash, but it's an alligator movie. And it was a dumb alligator movie. But Crawl is one of my honorable mentions. Once again, I wouldn't even recommend it for you because you're going to be like, bro, why'd you make me watch that movie? So (laughs) but if you love alligator movies, check out Crawl. Ad Astra was really cool. It was just well acted by Brad Pitt. Uh, it's science fiction. He's an astronaut going off into space. Uh, good movie there. Have you seen Bumblebee, bro? Uh, no, I have not. I lost faith in Transformer movies, but I, I know you did say it was good. So I mean, it's on like Amazon Prime now, so I might check it out. But I just haven't. That was the problem. People are so burned out on. All the other Transformer movies, they were just like, never mind. I don't want to see this movie. It was good. It was as good or maybe even better than the first Transformers movie, dude. Like, it's worth checking out. You know, it didn't do well. It wasn't ranked very high. It was like number 70-something. I would say it's a movie worth watching. Okay, I'll check it out sometime. Maybe. Maybe is and probably not. I got it. I got it. And Terminator Dark Fate, it's one of those movies. I liked it when I watched it, but then I look back at it and I'm just like, I always use my new measurement for a sequel or reboot or anything like that was, was this movie really necessary? Did I get anything more out of the characters than I would have before? No. It was good. The action was good. I like ter- I like the Terminators, you know, multiple Terminators. Uh, I like Schwarzenegger. It was a cool movie. I would recommend it. I think it got a lot of hate simply because it was uh, primarily female uh, leads in the movie. I felt like you know the insecure males had that as a hate factor. But number two, much like Bumblebee, people are just like, oh my god, you're gonna re- you're gonna reboot this again. And so because it's a time travel movie, people were like, oh, how are you going to bring him back this time? You know, which right. they, they kind of did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you look past that, it was a good action movie, just worth watching and good special effects, good action. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions, bro? It's funny, your honorable mentions, bro. I didn't see any of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're so far down on the list. <laughs> Oh, man, dude. I think you've seen a lot of them, and you didn't care too much for them. Uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu? I did not see that. Uh, oh, yeah. I thought yeah. that was pretty good. That's good entertainment, man. Have Ryan Williams. It was pretty funny, dude. 
you know, if you if you but you, you got to grow up watching Pokemon. So I mean, it was a good live action movie for Pokemon. I thought another honorable mention that I got is uh, Alita Battle Angel, yeah, uh, which uh, we we just talked about. I thought that was pretty good. That's a good honorable mention for me. Uh, did it? It didn't make the top five for me, but it's an honorable mention for me. Next one's Zombieland Two Double Tap. I thought that was pretty funny. It's pretty good. I, I saw like, that. I thought it was just okay. Yeah, it's a good honorable man. I love zombie movies. So as much as you like alligators, I love zombie movies. The that movie to me felt like they were setting it up for another movie because there was a lot of things that they remember when they were talking about like the ninja zombies or the zombies that were super fast and right. the zombies that were getting right. smart, mm-hmm. but they never really went back to that. No. Right? They're set, they're setting it up, like you said. Yeah. I kind of feel like don't set me up for a third movie without really trying to give me a good movie in the middle. Like you liked uh, Infinity War, right? Infinity War felt like a complete movie, even though you knew it was leading to something else. This movie felt like we're only doing this so we can get to the third one. Right. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, okay. Well, you know. It's a good good working trilogy. I, I, I can see that. For what it is. One of my other honorable mentions is X-Men Dark Phoenix. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, it was the best in that trilogy, I thought. Yeah, I was on the fence about putting that in my honorable mentions. I liked it, and I really, really liked the scene on the train when all the X-Men were fighting together. I really liked that. Dude. That was such a badass scene, bro. Yeah. You could tell Marvel when they remade it, Marvel went back and said, yo, you need to redo this scene or help them do that scene. What What else you got for your honorables? And lastly, I know you didn't like this one, but I like the Men in Black International. I know you hated it, but I thought it was pretty good for what it is. You're a little more hard critic than I am on movies. I'm kind of like easily entertained sometimes. Only thing I can think of, the only reason why you would like that movie is like a Tessa Thompson factor. Yes, you are correct. I knew you were going to go there. Okay. I can respect that. (laughs) I can respect that and move on, bro, because, man. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into our top five my number five is Joker, and the reason that I really like Joker is because of the acting of Joaquin Phoenix. You saw his spiral from being on the edge of insanity to moving into insanity, and I can't even classify him as like this anti-hero or someone that you're supposed to. You feel sympathy towards him, but not someone that you want to sympathize to the point where you want to become like him. But you look at that character and you're like, wow, uh, people are really treated like this and everyone is on the edge of that. And so strictly for the acting and also the cinematography as far as how Gotham was just so gritty and dirty and it was a character within itself. Uh, Joker is my number five. I can go. I can get down with that, dude. Uh, Joker was pretty good for me. Like you said, the cinematography was good. The acting was good, which he won a Golden Globe for. It was really good. However, 
It's not something that I would watch again really fast because it takes you so much on an emotional roller coaster ride that you you can only take so much of that, you know, because we all, I mean, let's be honest, every day someone's thinking not as extreme as he is, but somewhat of that about their life and you know, they wish it was a, uh, it is a, they think it is a comedy, but it's, it's really a, a tragic story. But I, I thought it was a really good movie. DC did, can't, has a winner with that one. I agree. Funny that you say it's not one that you would want to watch straight through because it just came out on digital today. And a lot of people are posting that they just got the digital copy or the uh, Blu-ray I can't watch that at home either, bro. It's too intense. I don't want to sit on my couch and watch that. I don't want to sit on my couch, get up, go in my kitchen, and feel depressed after watching a movie. And that's what I would feel after watching Joker at home. Right. That means it's a good movie. Agreed. Just not an at-home movie. So what's your number five? My Mine is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I thought that was, for me, that's, the best Spider-Man movie that they've done. And it was in an animation because at the time DC owns animation. So when they come out with their cartoon movies, they're really well done. Unlike their live version movies. And up to this point, Marvel didn't really have a hit like that. And then bam, here comes Spider-Man Spider-Verse. And they just did it right. I mean, I can't wait for the sequel, but it's just done right. They took Spider-Man. They ran with it. It was really good, really funny. It was dope. I'm not a fan of animated movies. I walked into Spider-Verse really not expecting that much. I remember just being completely enthralled at the end of the movie, really feeling for an animated character, which I haven't done in years. So I agree with that 100%. Into the Spider-Verse, excellent movie. My number four is john wick uh, and that's the third john wick uh john wick chapter three parabellum and the reason that i really like this movie was because the action was just freaking insane but it was action that well it's preposterous action and it doesn't make sense from a sense of you know like You're not going to be stabbing people in the head or in the eyes with pencil and stuff like that. But just the way that the story was laid out and layered for an action movie, it felt really good. It felt kind of like those old kung fu movies we used to see where, you know, there'd be this guy who had to go on this journey and get this thing and bring it back. And he was trying to defend his honor or someone else's honor and had to go on a quest or a mission. So it was really cool. And the dogs in that movie were just so cool. Like you could just, I could just watch the dogs, the dog fight scene in the movie. I could watch that just 20 times straight through and don't even bother with the rest of the movie. And the thing is, I hated John Wick too. I hated John Wick too, because I felt like the action was preposterous for no reason. Whereas in this movie, I felt like they got a little bit away from the bulletproof armor that was it's skin tight bulletproof armor. So you feel it, but it doesn't go through your skin, et cetera, et cetera, where he was fighting close up. This action just felt more believable for me. So uh, John Wick comes in at number four for me. 
I like John Wick. I like all the John Wick movies. Actually, that one was like my number two. So we could talk about that right now. But I, I love Keanu Reeves, man. No matter what he's in, dude. He's like one of those actors. He There's no level to his acting. It's the, it's the same character no matter what he's playing. And I have no problem with it. John Wick 3 was dope. I mean, you forgot one of the most important people in that movie was Holly Berry. Oh, my gosh. Holly Berry went off in that movie. It was dope. She was like a female John Wick. And it's dope. She's a badass female character. She went off. I loved it. And what I liked about the John Wick series is they have people in there that are assassins like Common. I thought Common was pretty good in the second one, I think it was. Um, And it was every assassin that they bring in is actually pretty good. And it carries the movie, which I love. I love. I love it's like you like you said, it's like a Kung Fu movies, dude. I can just get down with that. I don't need no story, man. Just let them go to town and start killing people. I'm cool with that. Halle Berry was badass in the movie. To your point, a lot of times when you watch movies, especially where you have like the main character, he's a badass, and everybody else is just kind of like this sidekick where they're not as good. It's like, oh, John Wick's a badass. And then everybody else, they're just not as good. But in their own way, everybody in the movie's a badass. So I really like that. Yeah, for sure. Like, even though, you know, though John Wick's the top, top tier, they're so done well with their acting and how much badassery, like you said, that you're almost, it almost believable, like, damn, they can probably get John Wick, even though you're not, you know it's not going to happen. But it's believable that they can. At the, at the right moment, the right time. My favorite superhero movie of all time, possibly, is Unbreakable. When they came out with Split, and I watched that entire movie, and then at the end, I realized it was a sequel to Unbreakable, and that Mr. Glass was coming to make this a trilogy, I was excited. So... My number three is Glass. Now, was it the best movie? No. I thought it was slow in the middle. I thought they were building up to something. And I'm biased. I loved Unbreakable. I love Split. And I love Glass. Mr. Glass was the mastermind. Everything about the Glass trilogy, the Unbreakable trilogy, the Split trilogy, whatever you want to call it, it's classic comic book. It is the best real-world comic book interpretation. You have the genius villain. You have the physical villain. You have the, the, the hero. It's such a perfect comic book movie and when you watch when you watch it and it tells you about all the things in comic books and how this is this and like i remember i used to talk to people and someone explained to me villains always wear back in the old days villains always wore certain colors right like for instance magneto always wore purple like magneto started off wearing purple so when you see mr glass and he's always rocking purple and unbreakable you're like oh When you watch that movie again and you see him in that purple, you're like, villains wear purple. Therefore, that's why he's always wearing purple. So it's just one of those things where they kept with that throughout the entire trilogy. And for me, Glass just delivered 100%. Love Glass, dude. Love that trilogy. Love everything about it. I think the trilogy was pretty good, but it was way too slow for me. 
way, way too slow for me, especially Unbreakable. But it was, like you said, a good adaptation to it, like a straight comic book story that had certain villains, certain colors, like you said. But the way that Glass ended, you kind of like wanted a little bit more explanation on where the villains are going, the true villains, really. The whole time you're thinking Glass Man is the, the villain, but really they're not. He's just a, a pawn in a bigger scheme. And they kind of left it like, all right, this is that's how they get rid of heroes. And then that was that. So are they going to make any more? I kind of wanted more, is what I'm saying. I, I would like them to go more in, de- in depth on the that organization of why they kill heroes and villains and stuff like that and to hide it from the public. I thought that was pretty cool, but, you know, they left it at that. And it took too long for me in that movie to get to that point. It did leave me wanting more, but that was part of the appeal for me. was like, could they make this into another movie? Yes. Could they relaunch this entire idea somewhere else? Yeah. Could they... The cool thing now... In the time that we're living in is you can watch a movie and then five years from now it become a TV show and it's a good TV show. When I watched that movie, I didn't have the sense of like, oh man, they left me hanging. I was left with the idea of like, where are they going to go from here? Where could they go from here? I was just completely satisfied with that movie just because you realize there's more people out there learning out that they learning that they have powers, the organizations trying to stop them. Glass has introduced this to the world. It's like, boom, where do we go from here? For me, that was a universe building movie. If they just took away Unbreakable and started with Split, Right. And then glass. And then you have another one. Because nowadays, like, unless you're like, what, Avengers or Star Wars, you're really not going to get like, or John Wick, you're really not going to get like more than three movies. And if you do get more than three movies, they start to cut the budget on every movie and it starts to go downhill. And eventually it just ends up being garbage anyway. And, yeah, I don't want any franchise that I like to go that way. Yeah, but they didn't really spend that much on that movie. I mean, the fight scenes aren't elaborate like a Marvel movie or DC movie, so it's and and it's predicated on the story aspect more than the the action in it and the fight scenes. So what I'm hearing is HBO television show, homie. It would make a dope <laughs> HBO show. Could I could see yeah. it? What do you got up for your number three, bro? Well, uh, one of the movies that you hated, which is I like Aquaman. I'm a huge Aquaman fan. So for me, even though like a lot of people have hate on that movie, I thought that movie was good. You got one of the best DC movies besides your Shazam uh, and the Joker, which I think as of late that the DC has pushed out because the, the movies before that, the newer ones weren't that good. I loved it. I love the whole aspect of the underwater. I, I, I love that, dude. Go ahead. Spit your hate. I can't spit hate. Because as I look through the list, like the looking through the list of the movies that came out this year was so enlightening because there was so much trash out there. It wasn't the best movie, but it delivered. My problem in not liking the movie was comparing it to, let's say, something I'd seen from Marvel or maybe something that I had seen like Shazam. Where it's like, okay, it's not that good, but, you know, it's better than whatever, you know? So, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it if you know how I look at movies, I break it down into the four yeah. elements. And if I break it down into the four elements, 
it's not that good. But at the end of the day, if you just sit down and you watch a movie and you say to yourself, hey, I would like to watch an action movie with some pretty decent fight scenes or some pretty good fight scenes, uh, some pretty uh, moderate special effects. It's okay. It comes out better than a lot of other movies. Yeah, it comes out a lot better than other DC movies as of late. Well, heck yeah. I mean, if you compare it to other DC movies, they're making strides in the DC movies by getting away from that everything has to be dark. It just, this movie was fun, and they got away from that. So compared to other DC movies, it comes in at number two, maybe number three. Not including Joker, because in my opinion, even though obviously Joker is a DC movie. It's not part of that universe. So I'm talking about the DC universe itself, the DCEU. Uh, It's number two for me. Maybe number three, tied with Wonder Woman. So it was a pretty good movie. Right, Wonder Woman was a good movie too. You know what's crazy is if they would have just made the individual movies like that, Justice League would have been so much better. Oh yeah, they should have... I understand they don't want to use the Marvel formula, but if they just gone and made the original characters, made all the movies for the original characters, got you to like them, worked out all the problems that they might have with the universe, and then said, hey, here's Justice League. Justice League would have been so much better. Yeah. What's wrong with copying something? Isn't that what Instagram is nowadays? Somebody comes out with yoga pants. The other ones come out with the same yoga pants, the same yoga pants. Why hate on a strat that makes you money? If people love the Marvel and what they're doing, people are going to go watch DC, even if it is like Marvel. That's how you make money. However, I just want to say for the record, there aren't yoga pants on my Instagram feed. So, (laughs) but uh, good looking out, bro. You have to forward forward me some people to follow. I don't know. My number two. I went into this movie with high expectations, excited. I knew exactly what I was going to get. And all the things that I could say that were wrong about Aquaman is exactly the things that I could say were wrong about this movie. But I just love this movie. I love this movie so much. I watched it and then I convinced it. I convince you to watch it with me like the next day after I just <laughs> seen it. Like I love Hobbs and Shaw, dude. Right. I cannot say enough about Hobbs and Shaw. I love the action. I love the chemistry between Jason Statham and The Rock. I love when they went to Salmoa. I love the family aspect of the movie. I love the cars. There is nothing I can say about this movie that's negative. It, I understand it's it's not going to be like, oh, it's, it's going to get an Academy Award. Never in a million years. But it was just such a fun, over-the-top action movie. I loved it. I actually, Alan, had that at my number one. I actually enjoyed that movie a lot. Like you said, you've seen it before. We went down, we kicked it, and you said, let's watch it again. Really funny movie. What's crazy about it is I think that's one of my, even though it's a break, like a spinoff, it's still my fast and the, one of my favorite Fast and the Furious movies. And what's crazy about it is, it is it doesn't make enough money or it didn't make enough as much money as its predecessors in Fast and the Furious. Right. That's, that's, that's crazy. It was such a good movie. Action was good. Very funny. 
the chemistry between Stratum and, and The Rock was really good. And you know me, part Pacific Islander, I love the aspect of him going to Samoa with the whole family thing. Because that's what the whole franchise is about. It's about family. And I thought it was done very well. It's just crazy how it just doesn't make as much money as uh, the predecessors. And and if you don't know, Tyrese will tell you all about it. Good old Tyrese. Well, I think that people eventually get fatigued from franchises. And I think that might have been the problem with Hobbs and Shaw was just there was a little bit of fatigue. I mean, it didn't do that bad. It was number number 13 overall for the entire year. But if you compare that to the rest of the Fast and Furious franchise, like you said, it didn't do as well. I just think that audiences reach a state of fatigue when it comes to the same franchises over and over. I feel like Marvel is about to hit that wall, that fatigue, where people are going to stop caring about all, their, all, all the Marvel movies because you have the TV shows and then you have two to three movies a year. I think Marvel's about to hit that wall, too. But I think if they come out with some decent stories and some new actors, they could bring, the, bring in some light. Because you figure, like, if you get a couple, I'll just throw us in the four to five new actors playing new characters, that's a, that's another five, six years. That True. leads into a ten-year. So, I mean, I mean that I think that's why Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans they were like, deuces. So, ready for number one? Sure. Number, number one, it's anybody who knows me knows that probably the only reason we're having this podcast is so I can tell you that best damn movie of the year of the decade from 2000 to 2019 <laughs> for all of the 2000s and beyond which is Zam. okay i'm just gonna podcast right now you don't even get your number one bro it's just Zam. okay <laughs> Dude, Shazam brought it. Shazam redefined DC movies forever, bro. Because Aquaman came in and was like, hey, you know what? We need oh Wonder Woman started off. Let's lighten it up a little bit, right? And then Aquaman came in and was like, oh, you know, let's change it up. But then Shazam came in, brought in the family aspect, had the decent special effects. Brought my man Zachary Levi out of retirement from the decays of got no job. Dude, <laughs> Shazam, okay? You can't say enough good things about Shazam. They had the brother, Hakuina Kapamde, as the <laughs> wizard Shazam. Bro, you cannot say enough good things about Shazam. Everything about Shazam was good, okay? Four nerd flags, Shazam, that's it. 2020. Doesn't compare to the 2019 of Shazam. The one thing that you forgot about Shazam that made her hella dope was Megan Good. You don't even know who that is, bro, do you? Yes, I do. Megan Good is fine. She made that movie good in my book. Okay. I got a question about that, bro, right? Because you looked at Megan <laughs> Good in that movie. And did you not ask yourself, how old is she? Because I... <laughs> Because she still look fine. She still look hella fine and young. I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that because you know people might hear this and be like, "Dude, are you checking out chicks?" Right? I'm not gonna say that. But I was like, "Dude, she looks like really young." 
But right. she looks the same age as she did when we were watching movies, like when we were teenagers, and she was teenagers. Mm-hmm. She looks about the same. Oh, we look the same too, though. So yeah, yeah. Megan Good would be like, "Damn, they look the same." <laughs> you remember watching these fools and hearing their podcast back in the day? <laughs> Man, they still look young. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Shazam was a good movie, though. Like I like Wonder Woman. Aquaman, Shazam, again, if they would have just did those three and then the Justice League, I mean, oh my goodness, dude. You already had two Superman movies, I think it was. So you already have a Superman established. By the time Shazam came out and then they're working on the Matt Reeves Batman, dude, you would have had your Justice League in there. That first Superman was trash, bro. I mean, just trash. And then the second Superman, Superman versus Batman, that was trash, too. They didn't even need to make those movies, bro. Well, obviously, they're going to make them, make their money. Those movies were trash. They were boring. They were dark. They were trash. Shazam, best movie of the first decade. Shazam <laughs> 2, probably coming out in 20, probably 2021. That's how you start off a new decade. 2021, this decade will be the decade of Shazam. The first decade was the decade of Shazam 1. But I think Black Adam, when that comes out, is going to be good. Oh, dude. Black Adam... The Rock is Black Adam, and yes. they're, prob- they're probably going to have Superman in it, I hope. Yes, even I hope if it's just, Even if it's just a cameo, dude. Because it'll be like someone who is as powerful as Superman. That's going to be so awesome, dude. It's just amazing. Right. Do you remember watching that um, anime flick, Shazam, when they had like, Shazam was fighting Black Adam and the Superman came in? Yes. They could totally do that. I'm sorry. You know how I get about Shazam, dude. You actually have a number one. I know you mentioned it. And let me say this, right? Realistically, because I'm so biased on Shazam, <laughs> if you take away my Shazam bias, Hobbs and Shaw becomes my number one movie, if you think about it. Yeah, it does, so, man. Yeah. So any any thoughts on your, your number one, or did we already cover it? I'm actually looking forward, to hopefully, if they do do a sequel. Well, hopefully, if they do one. Oh, I hope they will, man. I mean, you know, to say it didn't make as much as the other Fast and Furious franchise, yeah, that's right. But it made millions of dollars, and it came in at number 13 for the entire year, so it definitely made enough money to warrant a sequel. And a lot of things to remember is those numbers that we just read through, those were domestic numbers. As much as we want to think here in the U.S. that our dollars or you know our currency is important, uh, a lot of times, box office cares a lot more about the numbers in China and the numbers internationally, and those movies crushed it over there. So they probably will have sequels for that. Yeah, to your point, that's how well Aquaman did out there. You can find us on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcast. We would appreciate if you subscribe to the Nerd World Order broadcast and if you give us a like on whatever platform that you use. And also, if you could give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, whatever it is, we'd really appreciate it. It really means a lot, and it actually really helps get more people looking at the Nerd World Order broadcast. Uh, once again, we'd like to thank uh, our members of NWO to contribute to this podcast. Shout out to Brett. Shout out to Carrie. Shout out to the Duchess, a.k.a. Duke's Duchess. Shout out to uh, Mike the Thor Hess. Appreciate you guys' input. 
This concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast, the best movies, favorite movies of 2019. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. And let your nerd flag fly. Booyah!